Welcome to Whatever Comes Next, the number one podcast for creatives according to our mums. I'm Danny And I'm Elise. And on this week's episode, we're deep diving. No, we're not. Let me start that again. <laughs> we are talking about more brands that are diving into the metaverse and the crypto space. Plus, we're bringing you part two of our deep dive into the digital design trends of 2022. But first, what you been up to, girlfriend? I feel like this week there's nothing exciting to report. Yep. The most exciting thing is that I got my nails done. Oh, they're so pretty. Thank you. I'm a little bit obsessed with them. Are they, um, I was actually going to ask, are they acrylic or are they just like? No, it's just like gel. Yeah, yeah nice. it's gel. But yeah, I love me a little manicure. Yeah, you do. Um, don't you? I don't often do it. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, apart from that, just like work and like I'm not even into like any TV shows or books or anything at the moment. So it's just like really boring stuff to report. Mm. I would like to, I need to get, I need to just force myself to pick up a book and then I'll get back into it and I'll be hooked. But I'm just not in that headspace. That's the thing, right? Like once you start, you're like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Yeah. You start one and it's like, give me 10. Yeah. That's it. You stop. And it's like, I'm plateauing. For like six months. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm the same. It's really annoying. I need to start. But I did see an ad that uh, The Bachelor is coming back soon. And oh, like, wait, are you going to watch? Yeah, I will. I'm yeah, sure okay. it'll be hella boring and I'll mm-hmm. give up, but I'll at least watch the first yeah, okay. episode. So, look, then I'll be back. I'll have I'll have a show to look forward to. <laughs> what about you? What's been going on? Yeah, look, pretty much the same. Nothing very exciting to report at all. A week until I turn 30. That's probably... That's exciting. That's probably what I'm living up to. Um... Other than that, no, nothing, no, nothing exciting at all. Nothing about your work no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, There is that. Absolutely, there is that. <laughs> yes. So here we go, guys. Oh, th- I spoke about this last. Yeah, yeah you week. did. I was like, you're gonna I, leave people hanging. I mean, I could have just left you hanging and been totally blasé about that. <laughs> so I've started back working with the big A bomb. Work, work pals again. Yeah, we're work wives. So excited. It's so exciting. I'm so stoked to be back. Stoked um, to have you back. I just feel like bigger and better things will be achievable. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited just to work within the team and with A again. Yeah. I feel like we're going to be a dynamic duo. Absolutely. Dream team. Yeah, I'm, I'm very pumped. It's very exciting. I'm pumped too. Yeah. The freelance life. Started to be a burden. Yeah. Different if I wanted to grow, which I thought I did, but mm. I don't want that stress. Yeah. I don't need that. Not at the moment anyway. Like I've got two young kids. Yep. They're my priority. 100%. Work. Work is a priority too, but yeah. just second to kids where it wasn't. Yep. Totally so. fair. I'm back, baby. And it works for me. I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm very happy about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that very exciting news. Oh, I did have my first day, so that was exciting. Yeah, that was, exciting. That was a great day. That was a good day. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, look, nothing new really to report. That's fair. Yeah. So on that note, mm. I mean, a very exciting note. What shall we jump? Oh, we can have water cooler chat at work now. We can. There's not a water cooler though. We can have kettle chat. No, it doesn't have Fridge the same chat. No, it doesn't. No, have it the same doesn't. To it. We'll have to get a water cooler just to have water cooler chat. You remember, we used to have good water cooler chats. We did chats. have good water cooler chats. Yeah, I think. So it, it inspired this segment. <laughs> it absolutely <laughs> did. 
So let's jump into our first <laughs> segment segment then. Here we go for Water Cooler Chat. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Every week it's great. Let's do it. Take it away, diggity. So uh, we've talked a lot recently about fashion and tech brands going into the metaverse. Mm-hmm. But something I've been seeing more and more of is musicians jumping into the metaverse. I'm pretty intrigued by this. Yep. So I'm a big fan of old mate George Ezra. And recently I saw he was promoting that he did a performance inside of the game Roblox, which I'm going to just let everyone know. I had no idea what that was. I, I'm I not, a, ga- no idea what that not is. a gamer, but turns out it's a massive, th- a massive deal. So um, rather than like, so, like, in the game, he had an avatar. There was, like, an, a George avatar. Yep. And rather than just, like, being a animated performance, like, like a concert, it was more just, like, he was in the game, just, like, chilling, walking oh, around. right. So people still had to play the game. They were still and playing was, the game. He's in the background music. Exactly. So it was live, but, like, not a concert concert. It was, like, he was just in the game. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that happened about so a, a week ago. When you say it's live, does yeah. that mean, like... Is he singing at the same time that, like, he's just popping up in people's games? I think. Or is it recorded? I think it's I think it's live. Okay. It could be pre-recorded. I'm not 100% sure. But he uh, – like, like, I'm pretty sure it was live because I remember him posting on his story saying that there was, like, a delay and they were going to have to do it later. Oh, I was going to say, imagine so the I, tech support that so would I be So I think needed. it was live. But so, like, there were parts where he was, like, just walking around the game. Other parts he was, like – floating on a cloud and like one party was like clapping and playing his guitar but like it's obviously not a hundred like it's not like the mouth is moving in time with yeah, his okay. voice yeah so i don't know if this is just like ro- no because i saw lil nas x performed in roblox and his was more like a concert like it was like his avatar was singing in time with him singing yeah right okay. so it's just like different different takes I on did, this i did watch a little um glimpse of it and in one part of the song like it sounded like, like drums could have been a guitar i don't know yeah. but it was like like you could hear the bangs, but it was yeah. like cannons going off in the game. Oh, cool. <laughs> very cool. Touch. That is cool. Um, so, and another very similar thing that I saw recently was Blackpink, the wonderful K-pop group, um, mm-hmm. recently debuted the music video for their new song, Ready for Love, which the music video is like animated with them as avatars. And they collaborated with PUBG, the mobile game, to um, debut their music video. And um, it was like, also done with a virtual concert inside the game. So they did another group doing a virtual concert. And like I said, Lil Nas X did it. Ariana Grande did it about a year ago in Fortnite. Travis Scott did it in Fortnite. So did Marshmello. So it's becoming big. It's becoming massive. Also, this is very interesting. Like I find Fortnite and obviously now Robo- Roblox, I like I never heard of it, but it very ties into the web kitsch. Kind of yeah. like pixelated old school yeah, like yeah. kind of vibes. But I feel like it's unintentional because – oh, no, maybe it is intentional because game gaf- graphics have gotten really good. I just – like watching these concerts, I was kind of just like, eh. <laughs> I think I'd just rather watch the per- the person <laughs> performing as themselves. It reminds me of like the Nin- Nintendo 64 yeah. game like days when we used to play basketball or whatever on those yeah. games like – that's the kind of vibe it reminds me of. Mm, I feel yeah, but so I feel like this is 
a very like interesting thing to look at from a branding perspective because I mean I know that musicians generally hate the idea of like being a brand but you are like it's uh, embrace it it's not a bad (laughs) thing um but in terms of like their the musician's brand I think that the this is like a pretty good move like I don't want to say that they're being early adopters because it's been happening for a few years now Mm. but it's not very broadly used so I'd say they're still pretty early to the trend and I think it's just like opening them up to a massive audience like I had a look Roblox apparently has 50 million active daily users and Fortnite has around 25 million I think that it used to be higher, but that is huge. that's an enormous audience. I'm not saying 50 million people are tuning into each of these concerts, but like you would get a lot. Heaps more than what you'd get at an actual concert. And so I feel like, so do they have to pay the artist? No, or the, like the consumer. Oh, oh good point. Like, no, no, I don't think they do. Yeah, right. Okay. So I was looking at like how much artists make from this and Travis Scott apparently made $20 million in merch sales related to the concert. Okay, so right. I don't think that they make – I don't think that they're charging the audience, but they're making up for that with, like I, – I don't know if they get a fee from the game. Yeah. But in merch sales, it's, like – that figure was, like, uh, about, like, two-thirds or, yeah. like, a bit – like, two-thirds of the amount that – Travis Scott made on his entire world tour. Stop it. And it's from one concert. So it's a huge and amount it's of just money. from like from, merch From sales. one concert. So it's massive. Wow. Obviously that's that's Travis Scott. He can pull that, whereas not every artist can pull that off. But yep. still, you're opening yourself up to so many more fans. I would say lots of young fans too. I feel mm. like there is a lot of younger people on these games. Yeah. And, you know, someone like... I don't know, say like George Ezra, Ezra, he's not someone that's, as far as I know, I don't think he's broken into the US market massively. He's really popular here and in the UK, but not in America. And so you're totally opening yourself up to like a whole new country that Mm -hmm. you maybe haven't been able to through traditional channels. Like like a larger gaming audience would be US like. Yeah. As well. And like, like the biggest... I think the US is the biggest music market and Japan is the second biggest. And so for an artist that maybe hasn't broken into the US or hasn't broken into Asia, I imagine that going through a game, you would open up yourself to a whole new audience. Like I feel like this is like really promising for musicians and that combined with like the – like the way that TikTok is pretty much running the music industry at the moment. Mm. I feel like it's really good for artists to – open themselves up to these different channels mm-hmm. if they want to be really, really successful into the future. Just found this very fascinating. Yeah, no, I agree. Extremely fascinating. But then, you know, as I said, for me personally, I'm not really interested in watching these these concerts. I'd rather just you, watch you a live stream. You would watch, like, Blackpink? I mean, I watched the music video. I didn't watch the concert. Yeah, okay. Also, I, I, but like, may I ask, hmm. when you listen to Blackpink, yeah. do you, like, try and convert the words... So you understand what they're singing or are you um, just purely there for the beats? <laughs> there for the vibes. <laughs> um, uh, I would say majority of, the t- majority of the time I don't look up the lyrics, the translation. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not like – but then at the same time, I do – like when I listen to music that's in English, I don't pay attention to the lyrics. Like I will like love a song and then I'll suddenly be listening to it one day for like the hundredth time and I'll be like, oh <laughs> – 
that's what that's about. Like I'm not, I'm there for the, yeah, okay. the melody and the, yeah. I'm not there for the, what they're saying. Yeah, right. It's just like when you catch on to what Barbie Girl's really saying, you're like, oh my goodness, what is Barbie Girl? Yep, that's fair. Yeah, like when you're older and you realise something was yeah, not now appropriate. I've, now I've got Millie in the back singing that she's a Barbie girl in the Barbie <laughs> world. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't want to encourage we're that. We're not, we're not. <laughs> uh, shall we move on to our next chart? We shall. So we all know the lovely Tiffany Blue. So we do know one, Tiffany Blue. It's a stunning blue. So it now Tiffany... Blue has announced that they'll be selling their very first NFT called the NFTs. So into that. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> I love that they went for a pun. That's amazing. <laughs> it is great. So Tiffany are launching their very first 250 NFTs, mm-hmm. which are priced around 30 Ethereum. 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 Which is around 71,000 AUD. Just, ca- just casually. At the moment. Just just a little pocket change, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So to buy the actual NFT, you have to own a CryptoPunk. So we actually spoke about CryptoPunks briefly in our previous episode. Um, but for those of you who don't know, CryptoPunks are one of the first NFTs having been created in 2017. They're the little 24 by 24 pixel art images. This ties into the Kish. Yeah. Oh, big time Kish. Massive. Massive. Um, so, yeah, 24 by 24 pixel art images, mostly of people's faces and also some animal faces. And there are currently 10,000 CryptoPunks on the Ethereum, Ethereum blockchain. Thank yep. you. <laughs> so what I actually really found interesting about the new NFTs, <laughs> I can I can enough, it's great, it's great. Um, so when you buy an NFT, you'll actually get, you'll get something physical yeah. to touch, which I love. So mm-hmm. you buy the NFT, if you'll get a custom made pendant from made from gold and at least 30 gemstones. I feel like this is so good because you actually bling, see, bling. yeah, and uh-huh. you're like, you're seeing and touching something for your 71,000. Yes. Um, so inspired by your crypto punk, as well as a digital version of the pendant and a certificate of authenticity. I like so it. You so get you get back. like your little, your little package. You get like, a pendant that's based on your CryptoPunk. Mm-hmm. Cute. Very cute. And a certificate of authenticity. So you can yeah. sell that. Yeah. But can you, though? Because you have to... Surely it would have to be like a package, right? You'd set the NFT I would say pendant. so. You have to sell it together. But can you? Because you have to... Unless this is just for the first sale, but you have to own a CryptoPunk to buy... Mm. And then F tip. So is that forever or is that just the first round? And also would people even want to sell it? Because it's if you are if there's only two hundred and fifty. No, maybe maybe you would have to maybe people will sell it along with their crypto punk. Like maybe it'll become like you sell yeah. your crypto punk, like the, the matching pendant, the digital NFT of the pendant as a package. Yeah. I feel maybe. like there would be some rules around buying this. I think thing. so. Um, but there's only two hundred and fifty of them. Yeah. So like the resale on them, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rise substantially. Yeah. Like there'll be profits to be made. Like all NFTs are there to be resold, right? Yeah. Um, and they, the designer or whoever produces the NFT gets royalties off that. Yeah. So Tiffany, it's actually very smart yeah, right. on they Tiffany's part because like, yes, they're getting 71,000 or whatever it was um, per, per um, sale now. Yeah. But in the future, every time that resells 
Tiffany are making money. They don't make money back from just their jewelry now. That's a good point. It's very interesting that like, and it's, I think it's a very good move. Yeah, Tiffany like being a tangible product. Yeah, that's mixed with a digital product makes it so different mm-hmm. for me at least. Like, I'm obviously not in. <laughs> I've spoken at length about how I'm not into NFTs. I'm mm-hmm. not in that space. Also, not into like um, crypto in general. But so for someone like me. It's much easier for me to wrap my head around the fact that, like, if I had seventy-one thousand dollars lying around, like, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting a physical pendant that's made from precious metals and gemstones. And gemstones, like, the value of gold and gemstones is way less volatile than crypto. <laughs> so I can see the value in that. Like, that's actually a good thing, like, for people because, like, even if the even if the NFT value changes, even if the value of Ethereum, which you have to buy it with, changes, gold and gemstones are pretty bloody stable. Mm-hmm. So even if the value tanked on the other stuff, the value of that's not going to tank. It would be interesting to see, like, the split of how the money... Yeah, which is, is yeah, worth... Which is, which, which, yeah, yeah, which maybe is worth it's straight more. down the middle. be maybe. very interesting to see. Yeah. But I think this is a great move by Tiffany. Like, Absolutely. The fact that you have to own a CryptoPunk... And you get the physical asset as well. That is just like to me, that's a huge selling point. Mm-hmm. It's and like, it's it makes it so exclusive that you have to already own a CryptoPunk. Like, yeah, and they're hard to come by. People aren't selling them really frequently. Mm-hmm. So like the hype around this, I was reading through like the they have like a website for the NFTs, and I was reading through like the FAQ and stuff, and I was like. I don't even like NFTs, but I'm kind of hyped about this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. I think it's a very smart move to the revenue income, like for yeah. future, like I feel like they're future-proofing themselves, for really. Sure. If people aren't buying as so much jewelry and they get into the NFTs, if that keeps selling. Yeah, I think it's a good move. Absolutely it is. Good going, Tiff. <laughs> the NF Tiff. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. That is great. It is. It's so good. I love. I love that while they're like just like – one of the most respected or like highbrow uh, jewelry labels in the world. They're also just making puns. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And I'm I'm so really into, into it. it. Let's move into our main chat for this evening. Let's do it this morning. Whenever you're listening to <laughs> yeah. us, I did it again. <laughs> so last week we brought you part one of the 2022 digital design trends. This week we're bringing you the second half. So. This we uh, this list was put together by Editor X, and last week we spoke about Metaverse Mayhem, Digital Fashion, and WebKit. So we've got four new trends this week. I'm excited. Let's get into it. Let's start. First up in this week, we've got 3D interactive elements. So I think this pretty much speaks for itself, but this mm. trend is referring to like the 3D renderings, things like digital mock-ups of products that appear on websites. Mm-hmm. So virtual product displays i guess mm. i i kind of really like that i guess you can get a real feel of it mm. the only thing i don't like about this you don't see the product size true to scale yep i mean yes you're seeing the three dimensions mm. package but i suppose you do normally get scale i suppose if yeah no you probably have it in like in situ and in these in, with a 3d rendering you're not seeing the object yeah. like on a bench or something yeah yep that's fair that just might be me nitpicking, but <laughs> that's just me. So Editor X noted that this trend was partly fueled by COVID and the subsequent AR and VR tech that has really emerged in the digital and physical spaces. Mm-hmm. 
I don't see this much. No. I don't think it's like I think the trends that we spoke about last week were may, way trendier mm. than this. I I like I'm trying to even just think of where I have seen a 3D rendering used on a website. Like mm. I see a lot in um like inspiration websites. Yeah, but they're like they're not the daily websites you'll come across and no. use frequently. Well, that's the thing. I think that it's so like if you if we're talking about like 3D renders of products. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of a cost involved in making those. Like, unless you can do it yourself, yeah, you're gonna have to hire someone to do that. And if you're already paying for a website and you're making products and stuff, you're probably more likely to just take a photo of your product than yeah. hire someone to make that render. And I also think supporting that on your website is like another whole thing. Like that would slow mm. down a website a fair True. bit. Yeah. So I think like supporting that and making it as accessible would be another major downfall. Like that's true. And I think that's why it's not used as much as it could be, like, used widely. I also think that, like, outside of products, if you're talking, like, other 3D uh, renders, it's usually, like, kind of artsy. Like, it's a – the website is really, like, conceptual. And so a corporate business or, like, a small business, they're not going to do that. Like, they're not – they're probably not wasting their time on that. And so – the one example that I did think of was if people remember back probably a few months now, we spoke about when Square rebranded to Block, yeah. their website. Do you remember it had like, like, so their logo is an animated GIF of a block twisting. Yep. And that, that block is, is on the website as well. Yeah. Okay. So that was one that I thought of. And like Block is, they are for sure a massive corporate client, mm-hmm. like a co- corporate business because they're you know, Square, well, I'm going to call it Square because Square is what I'm still, you know, I don't call it Block yet. It's not Block. Everyone still calls <laughs> it Square. <laughs> but that's used, like, so many stores, like, so many e-commerce mm-hmm. stores use Square. Yep. So, like, that is, I, I like, I think Block is the parent company from memory. Like, it's, it, yeah, Block the, isn't just the the pay yeah. system, the pause system. But still, like, it's, it's a massive business to be using something so artsy as 3d renders mm. i mean i guess they are a tech company though yeah that's true so you can so kind of, kind of ties it. in that space yeah i, I don't know i also thought that the meta logo not so much the static logo but in a few instances it's animated and it's like that infinity symbol like yep. a 3d tube so the meta logo is kind of a bit 3d as well yeah okay so i can think of those two just a couple but I would not say that, like, the, it would be the very, very small minority mm. of sites that I've seen that have 3D renderings. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I just don't think this is a – I don't think it's a very trendy trend. It, yeah, it's there, but it's not massive. Yeah. I think that it's – I think 3D rendering technology needs to get a bit more widely available, widely used mm. before that and gets e- easy adopted. To, easy to create. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. It's not that hard. I, I did see Adobe has a new – program for 3d called substance yeah right which i haven't tried they launched it last year so maybe that's easier to use but so i've always found adobe just so constantly evolving but their preview i can't remember what the other 3d program they have is called but um is it not premiere is it premiere not premiere no premiere's video oh, that's editing after effects no that's animation <laughs> i can't think of what it's called it might even be just be called like i oh, know it's not 3d 
It's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, it's it was very hard to use. Mm. It was a steep learning that was, curve. That was the one with the like characters and you could make them move their mouth with you? Uh, I don't know if it's the same one. Probably. Probably. Mm. I only used it for like making spaces, not people. Sam used it, didn't he? He did. Shout out, Sam. <laughs> hey, Sam. <laughs> um, all right. Shall we move on to trend number, well, two of this week, but five, five overall. <laughs> Good max at least. <laughs> All right. The next trend is dopamine colour palettes. Yes, it is. So another one that's pretty self-explanatory, but for those who need it, it's uh, very vibrant, bright, loud colours. They're so fun. So uh, Editor X noted a couple of inspirations for this, and one was basically that it's like an antidote to how everyone felt during the pandemic, and mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that too. And it reminded me of... Pantone colours to start with. So we talked about the fashion, Pantone's fashion trend report earlier this year mm-hmm. and I brought it back up to check and it, it is like, it is all those colours. It is vibrant. It is like magenta and like a sunny kind of yellow. How like nice is that yellow? Lovely. Yeah. So it's very, I feel like the Pantone hit the nail on the head at the start of the year by predicting this because clearly it's been yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, and I was also kind of like thinking of other places where we've seen this in our throughout the pod, and one of them was when we did Seth Rogen's houseplant brand. That was sort of so vibrant, so vibrant. That was actually yeah, those colors are lovely. I'm st- I started following them on Instagram. Did you? I'm so into their brand. It's y- lovely. You buy something? I think I will. Yes. I don't know. Have to see how much shipping is from America, but. I yeah, want to I'm see so the packaging. Just do it for the... Yeah. <laughs> I'll just buy the matchsticks. <laughs> do it for the thrills. That'll be cheap. <laughs> You'll probably end up paying more for shipping. Yeah, probably. Than what the product is worth. Probably. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's usually the case. Um, so they also noted another inspiration for this colour palette, which is the resurgence of 1970s psychedelia, which we also spoke about when we deep-dived on Harry Styles' brand, Pleasing. Yes. His was he- all very psychedelic yes it was it was was also bright colors like not the first launch the second launch yes Mm. so i feel like the they i I definitely can see that they've nailed this trend the idea of like all of the vibrant colors and i definitely think it's in response to like the pandemic because like who i don't know who who wants to be like reminded of dreariness and dullness right now i'm like no hit me with those bright colors Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Except I just can't pull them off. I'm a real monotone person. Oh, look, don't get me <laughs> wrong. I, I love beige. <laughs> love a monotone outfit. Give me, like, 50 shades of beige is what I'm after. <laughs> but in terms of, like, <laughs> what is the saying? Uh, go for them, not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very yeah. happy for other people to have lots I of vibrant colours. But I just can't do it. No, I get scared to even buy like one bright color for my wardrobe i bought a bright red suit for my 30th birthday yeah you did which i will not be wearing yeah well you should (laughs) it's just it's a lot it's fire it's beautiful um i also thought like with this trend so obviously trends don't spurt up overnight and i think that Spotify kind of was a bit of ahead of the game with this because mm-hmm. if you think to their not like the the UI is very dark, but like the playlist covers and also like their ad campaigns, you know, their when they do their like 
Spotify wrapped every year. Mm-hmm. Their billboards. Their Christmas. They're yeah. so vibrant. They're like really bright colors and also like really graphic shapes, which mm. I feel like. I guess it's because like music should really inspire a kind of joy or an, like that kind of emotion for a lot of users. You don't listen to music to be sad? <laughs> no. no. Not to be sad, but I, I love me some mellow tunes. You are my number one listener on my easy listening oh, playlist. Oh, I 100% am. I use, listen to that all the time. I Look, don't. <laughs> it's there for you. <laughs> every time I drive, easy listening gets put on. Unless See, I'm going when, like long distance, the podcast will get put on. Easy listening all the way. And then if I'm at my desk... Boxing beats and house beats get yeah, put on. Okay. See, if I'm working, i got some booty claps happening. <laughs> I, need, I need that booty clap. I, when I drive, like, I feel like I fall asleep if I put on gentle music. When, I, yeah. when, I, when I'm driving, it is a one-woman concert. I was, <laughs> I was driving home the other day and, like, I saw, you know when you, like, see out of the corner of your vision, like, there's a passenger, it was, like, a two-lane yeah, two yeah. road. And I saw this passenger, like, whip their head and I was just, like... <laughs> belting at the top of my lungs and like I they it looked like they like stopped they like slowed down to like drive next to me and I'm just like ah, whatever I'm still it singing. Is what it is yeah. here. and I was singing and I was just like I'm just not making eye contact with these people they can just experience the concert yeah yeah look I mean we have concerts in my car but like <laughs> keep in mind I have two kids you too we're Freddie Mercury boppers at the moment yeah okay nice bohemian no, what is that we call? Bohemian the Rhapsody. Bohemian the Rhapsody. Nice. That's, that's our tune <gasps> at the moment. And now. we will rock you. And I have to pretend that that's Albie singing and I'm the fans cheering in the background. <laughs> yes, Albie. <laughs> he knows what I said. He, you can't hear his voice at all when he's singing. He's literally lip syncing. Yeah, nice. And he's like, Mum. Oh, so I'm like, <laughs> you sound amazing, pal. You're the best. How good. I'm the number one fan. <laughs> Number yeah. one hype woman. I love yeah. it. So that's what we're pumping in the car currently. Nice. We're a three-man band. <laughs> but, yeah, easy listening. I should probably start lip-syncing. No one actually <laughs> wants to hear my dying It's, it's not satisfying. Voice. Had a real shit day at work? Oh, yeah. Bout out some tunes. No, I'm deafening myself and I'm screaming. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's we're doing some little hand pumps on the steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. A bit of drumming. Yeah. It's all happening. Yeah. I feel you. Thank you. I'm glad. Shall we move on to the next trend? We shall. Next up is 3D lettering. I mean, okay. The note that this trend might have emerged in response to years of stayed. Stayed? Yeah, stayed. That's a weird way to spell stayed. Stale? Anyway, <laughs> stayed. Corporate minimalism. Minimalism. <laughs> and this was very interesting to point out because it's very similar to what I said when um, the brands these days are a lot more fun because of the influence of freelancers and also women in general. Mm. You brought that up. I can't remember which. Tra- uh, Webkitch. You brought that up in yeah. terms of Webkitch. I thought that that was bang on. I feel like type is getting a bit more fun. It absolutely is. And you do, you do see a lot of reels these days of not so much 3D lettering in jet, like a lot of, but like just type manipulation. Yep. Oh, God, I'm here for it. <laughs> I love watching people play with type. Yeah. That, yeah, it's a bit strange. Don't yeah. tell people that. <laughs> you play with type? <laughs> no, I'm just <stopping. laughs> Yeah, no, let's not go there. <laughs> um, so... That corporate minimalism is referring to the way that a lot of logos these days are really, really simple sans serif fonts. Mm. Um, fashion houses in particular have done this a lot recently. Uh, Burberry, 
and Calvin Klein um, are some two that come to mind and they have refreshing recent use. I do not like mm. the new Calvin Klein logo. I hated the old one, so I'm kind of okay, okay. with it. <laughs> the, my, like the Calvin Klein with the giant ass case. Yeah. I look, hate it. Look, makes fair. me like, gouge my eyes. Oh, wow. That's Sorry. extreme. <laughs> Very dramatic. Wow. This type type's party's really bringing up some feels. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, in recent years, they've really taken a kind of ornate or illustrative logo and refreshed to a really simple sans serif mm. logo. Uh, it's like I feel like there's a bunch, but those ones were like pretty recent. Because mm. Berber used to be like, like a real serif one that had the giant horse illustration, the dude on the yeah. horse or girl on the horse. I don't know. It was the real. It was like um a wide. It was real yeah, wide it as was. well, wasn't it? Whereas now it's just like bam, bold sans serif. Yeah, you're right. Burberry at London, and then it's got they've got their like, um, logo, not like the. The pattern, like the mm-hmm. pattern that's based on the logo. They've yep. got that, which I hated at first, but it grew on me very quickly. It's kind it's of like, like the, the Louis Vuitton pattern though, right? I used to hate like, that. Yeah, okay. And I think maybe I used to hate it because it, it looked, when you see it on a fake, it looked fake. Right. Now I like it. I prefer the checkered Louis to the yeah, that's logo what, yeah, Louis. That's, yeah. Um, I do agree. But the, the Burby one, it's like a... T threading through a B, mm-hmm. like repeated, and it's usually in like their brand orangey red color and like a beige. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it at first, but it really did grow on me. It's quite a nice pattern. It's not going to replace their, you know, the yeah, um, the checker. Yeah, checkered. what's it called? Plaid. plaid. Plaid is a plaid. The plaid interior of their coats, never, oh, and their ja- you know scarves and stuff. Mm. It's not going to replace that. No. But it's a nice pattern. But yeah, they like with with Burberry. I feel like it's okay for them to have a simple logo because they have all those other brand bits that are like yeah, they've got brand elements that tie in with it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Aside from that, like I just don't think three D lettering is massive. No, I don't say again. It's like one of those things where it's like people can do it for fun and like an you know if you've got an Instagram page you can do it. Yeah, if, but like most. As a designer, most projects you're going to do are not going to involve 3D lettering. It's not really going to be a place for it, is there? No, and I feel like it's not versatile enough. No, that's to true. To be able to roll out across, like, to create a brand or whatever. Maybe if, maybe it's for campaigns. Like a campaign, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I can see how that could probably work. But, like, it'd still be very hard to roll out across collateral. Yeah, it would. It's like anything that's not just, like, a flat colour, you're going to run into troubles. Like, we were talking about the... In our branding and rambling chat about China Diner, they have their neon logo, mm-hmm. but you also have to have a flat yeah. version of that. Yeah. You're always going to have a situation where you can't have your 3D or you can't have your, like, gradient or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I guess, I mean, we are talking digital, so it's obviously That's obviously not going to get, it's <laughs> yeah. like it's not going to get printed. Like, I guess I was thinking, like, how would you roll that across print? You can't. Mm. Well, like, you can but it would be very flat yeah, and would. then it just wouldn't stand out. Like I don't think it would have the same kind of effect as what it would on a di- like a digital screen. No. Well, I was having a look in the um, Editor X's, like their piece talking about 3D lettering. They had one logo that was for, I can't remember who it is, um, like an art collective and they their logo was like an M and it was like a 3D, almost like a pipe, like a tube, like a yep. pipe, a yep, 3D yep. M. But then obviously in different, like on their letterhead and stuff, they had it as just like a flat shape and it definitely loses something. It does. Yeah, it would. 
like it's it still looks nice but at that point you've just got like a weird m like a weird squiggle yeah just doesn't have the same impact no and you would be rebranding if you use that for your brand you'd be rebranding so quickly i reckon yeah anytime you bring a trend into your logo you're gonna have to redo that soon yeah i i definitely agree Mm. yeah not not into that trend yeah but oh but I can <laughs> just whacking my hand. But I can see how I can see how it came up as like a a trend. Like I I feel like people. Well, look, part of it is probably the people are sick of the boring. But I like them. But the boring sans serif I fonts. Love, I love them. Yeah, me too. But maybe that's why we get on so well. <laughs> We're so simple and elegant. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> um, but I also feel like people had a lot of time in lockdown. Like people. Over the last few years, people have just been like so many freelancers popped up, so many people on Instagram popped up. I feel like people probably had a lot of time to like play around with yeah. programs, pick up a hobby. They're making three D lettering. I can see why it would have come up. Mm. Maybe yeah. the same for three D renders. If you have time to just like muck around in a program, you probably are going to start doing stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. That's my theory. Yeah. See, we don't have that time. All the interest. I'm just not interested in 3D. <laughs> 3D and animation are just two oh, beasts God. that I've just never been super interested in. No, and I never, I, like, I never want to. I'm obsessed with them. They look incredible. I just, it's oh, yeah, so I love watching them. But just, it's like not how my brain works. I feel mm-hmm. like that's like if you are a designer with like a maths brain, like a you could get into that. But yeah, I don't have the patience for it. I don't have the maths brain. Mm-mm. for it you know that i don't <laughs> can't even count add three and two <laughs> should we move on to the last trend which is trend four of this week seven all up <laughs> see i did maths did you write that down in your show notes no <laughs> i just did it then and i'm really hoping it was correct um so the last trend we have to talk about is zen energy so please this, tell me more <laughs> it's a pretty broad trend this one so they described it as the use of calming color palettes, images of natural elements, and more soothing aesthetics achieved. 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 achieved All right, with, <laughs> Achieved with soft light, biophilia, and muted gradients and interstitials. Bet you're wondering what half those words mean because I had to Google them. <laughs> Tell me what biophilia is. Tell me what interstitials is. Okay, interstitials was, oh, shivers, some sort of ad. It was like uh some sort of retargeting ad. Oh, right. Something like that. And a biophilia, I already forget. Something about the connectedness of people to their environment, something like that. I get that's where the bio would come from. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> I, yep, just muted gradients is the takeaway for me there. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we mentioned earlier uh, Pantone mm-hmm. with their fashion trend report. The Zen energy thing for me I feel like Pantone was trying to do that with their Pantone color of the year during the pandemic. So like obviously Zen Energy is like a lot of these trends, it sounds like they've come out of people being in lockdown and people feeling flat. Mm, yes, very flat. And so I think like Pantone, they had this year was very peri, the purple. Yes, like it a was. pastel-y purple. Mm-hmm. Last year they had a yellow and a grey and they were like, I think the grey was meant to be like soothing and the yellow was meant to be kind of like uplifting. So those colours were all in response to like people feeling shit. Yeah. 
Zen energy is the same. So I feel like lots of like Pantone are influencing the in, the industry, but they're also inspired by the industry. And so I feel like it's they're being proven correct that like if they thought that these would be trendy colors and people would want to be kind of soothed by mm-hmm. things that they're consuming, that's probably why Zen energy has become such a big thing. Mm. I reckon it anyway. Se- it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so I also feel like if if this trend is like carrying on beyond the pandemic, like you look to the world, right? Shit's pretty nuts. Like we've mm. politically speaking, the world is on fire. Environmentally speaking, it's literally on fire or flooding. Um, and so I think like people probably are a little bit overwhelmed by that. And so if you're cre- like designers who are experiencing that world are probably creating things that are a little bit more zen mm-hmm. and people are wanting things that are a bit more zen so i can definitely see that this would be inspired by those things do you agree it's, i i feel like there's a lot of like contradicting like because we're talking like bright colors oh, yeah. and everything and then vibrant going, colors oh, and zen energy they're totally different very things. different but i think like with I don't think they are necessarily a hundred percent like not not matching up because if you think of the vi- vibrant colors I mentioned mm-hmm. Harry Styles yeah pleasing yeah. Shroom Bloom all that another way to look at Zen is like the psychedelic thing right like Zen as mm. in like uh, meditation. Sure, let's go with meditation and <laughs> not illicit substances. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, all right. But like, like shroom blame is obviously like shrooms, like mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that psychedelic idea is like to me that's zen. Like it, it's your. Do you reckon? Yes, I think so. Because it's like the idea of like, um, I don't know. It's I don't think it's just about drugs, right? But like that. That, uh, like, being chill and relaxing and, like... There's only one drug that necessarily does that, Sure, though. sure. But that, but that is part of, like, I suppose it's more like acid and shrooms. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm not onto something here. But I feel like... Okay, here, here's okay, where, go, go, here's go, where go. it is in my brain. Yep. Love, peace, and hippies, right? Yep. That's all, like, chill. That's chill, right? That's a chill vibe. Yeah, it is, yeah. Where, peace, not war, all that. And those people are also the proponents of the illicit drugs. Illicit drugs. So, like the, it's all about peace and love, right? Hippie dippy, hippies. It's it's hippie stuff, right? That's zen. So, like zen energy mm-hmm. is the hippie dippy vibe, which <laughs> I can't. I shouldn't say hippie dippy. It sounds so lame, but clearly I am party gal. Um, <laughs> Lisa's been on the scene multiple times, obviously. Oh, yeah. In the scene, you know. The scene. The scene. She's in the hippie scene. Yeah, the place I frequent. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think, <laughs> look, I, maybe I'm not onto something. You, you, you don't seem to be on board with this. I think I'm onto something. I think Zen energy, hippie, peace and love can lean into chill soothing vibes and also look i think half the hippies are stoned and half the hippies are on acid that ones on acid are 
vibrant, what was the dopamine color palette? Yeah. And the ones, the doped up ones are on Zen Energy. That's my theory. Look, I can see where you're coming from. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't say I strongly disagree, but I can't say I strongly <laughs> agree either. Look, I'm trying I'm trying to make the, I'm trying to make things better for Editor X to make it not contradict itself, but maybe it just is contradicting. I don't know. Like it can both can be true. See, yeah, like Zen energy. I I am thinking like calming. Yeah, I think of like ocean waves. I think of Enya. Oh yeah, a bit of Enya. <laughs> like I think of those kind of vibes. And I guess like, yes, the marijuana like element would come into that. But I don't see like I just thought of a new theory. <laughs> All right, go here. All right. Dopamine colour palettes, which said is very much the houseplant brand, right? Yep. What does houseplant sell? Marijuana. There you go. So it can be both. It can be both. Mm, I'm still not sold. Damn it, I thought I'm I not that sold. Of you. I mean, yes, like I, d- I definitely get that. I get that. People I can be multi that. multifaceted, Danny. They can. I mean, yes, I'm multifaceted. They, they can like Zen things and vibrant things. I, mean, I do. I love the no. You know what? I love the idea of bright stuff. In reality, just give me beige shit. It's kind of like I like. I love easy listening. I love that yeah. Zen kind of vibe. But mate, give me some dirty club beat. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm a yeah. whole other level. Okay. Yeah. Same. I'm uh, I, I'm Zen energy mixed I, with a bit of dopamine. Yeah, we're both. <laughs> we're both. Just like I like my really intense dance K-pop music. And I also like a bit of Taylor Swift it's folklore. No, it's the same. How is folklore the same okay, as folklore. dance music? All right, all right. You added folklore. <laughs> I take that back. You added folklore. Okay, I hate this trend. I don't like this trend. <laughs> I don't like it. I like it. I love a bit of zen, zen, zen energy. No. Whether or not it's contradicting the color pa- the dopamine color palettes, I'm into a zen vibe. I feel like I, I feel like I'm go, go, go 24-7. The only time I chill is when I don't have kids, <laughs> which is not very often. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm like... I feel like I'm both. I feel like I am a thousand miles an hour or I am... Zero. Yeah, zero to 100 real quick. Because, like, I am, you know, my one-woman concert on the the drive home and then I get home and I'm like, right, let's whip out my Calm app and do a meditation. Not Calm. What do I use? Do you pedagogy? Do you say the wrong word there, Dee? Do you say a different M word? Is that what I heard? Um, I, what's it called? It's not Calm. I use a different app, but, um. Yeah, right. You balance. Actually do I it. use balance, but do look, you? I'm shit at maintaining it. I do it and then I give up for three months. Yeah, okay. I'll do it, it every helps. day. Yes. <laughs> it's the it's the exact same as exercising. When I'm exercising, meditating, all that shit, I am I am the queen of Zen energy. I am uh I, I like reach a, a higher level of Zen energy. <laughs> yeah. But then I just, uh, I am a creature of habit, fall back into my bad habits, don't exercise, don't meditate, don't sleep. And, and that's when I become dopamine colours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know my energy is based on what I wear. Oh, yeah. Mine would, mine would be like if I look like I haven't slept. Yeah, and haven't washed myself. <laughs> then, God. then I'm probably not in a good headspace. But if I am... <laughs> 
very put together and probably meditating. <laughs> That's not true. On that note, guys, <laughs> what do you think of these design trends? Like, have you noticed any of them? What's your fave of them? My fave? Yeah, we had Metaverse Mayhem, uh, Digital Fashion, Web Kitch, 3D Interactive Elements, Dopamine Color Palettes, 3D Lettering, Zen Energy. Mine's going to be Dopamine. Yeah, okay. colour palettes. Yep. And then WebKitch would be coming in yeah, second. Yeah, I'd say probably WebKitch for me. Mm. I like a bit of WebKitch. Yeah, it's not bad. And I feel like WebKitch is probably the strongest out of them. I absolutely agree. Maybe Metaverse second. Everyone's getting into the Metaverse. Mm. And the T's third. Well, I mean, that's not really it. Well, it, is, it is a trend. We can add our own trend. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about it. No, it wasn't one of their trends. <laughs> it's just been in our water cooler chat. It, it is a trend. It for is sure a trend. it's a trend. Sorry about that, guys. I'm just stitching you up. <laughs> that about wraps up our chat, our chitty chat for the day, for the week. Let us know what you thought about these. I would love for people to jump into our DMs and tell us all about. Do you do you agree with me that said energy and dopamine color palettes don't contradict each other? Each other. Um, cool. <laughs> Follow us on tiktok and instagram we're at the wcn pod and stay tuned for whatever comes next bye Bye.